0: Love to worship the Lord, amen. He's just so good and so wonderful. And when you just begin to worship Him, something begins to happen on the inside of you. And um, I don't know if there's anything like that in this world or out of this world where you begin to worship the Lord and you begin to feel blessed worshiping the Lord. That's amazing, amen. Welcome to Bible study. We just we're just so thankful that we can come together one more time Welcome to christ Center Church Amen, the church where Christ is our central focus And uh, we are just always so grateful And always in awe and anticipation of worshiping our King We're going to get into the Word of the Lord tonight And I hope you will be a good student tonight Somebody say, good student, good student. Amen, because sometimes, you know Um, let's be honest, that uh, we need an emotional move of God's Spirit, uh, or should I say it this way, we need God's Spirit to move on us in an emotional way that we can relate. And sometimes that's what we need. Sometimes we need to be moved by a Spirit that emotionally we respond in a certain way where our emotions can be touched by the moving of the Spirit. I'll see what the Lord will do tonight. We will see what the Lord will do tonight, but I believe tonight is is a time where hopefully you will be able to uh, learn some more things in the Word of God. You will understand things that maybe you did not understand. And so tonight is a time that hopefully we will learn something about the Word of God, learn something about the Lord, how He operates. And so I believe that we will have some takeaway tonight to say, wow, okay, and um, allow it to just permeate throughout our soul. So we're going to learn some things tonight. We're going to be good students in Bible study tonight. So if you have not yet uh, got your paper or your book and your pencil, amen. Old school still work. I know some of you, like Ethan, want to take notes with his phone. I'm sure of that. I I take notes with my phone sometimes. But I know somebody like my good friend um, Julius, he probably wants to write it down old school way. My mom, probably she want to do old school way. Some of you like the old school way some of you are going to use your phone tonight, but take notes is what I'm saying. Amen. Don't miss the point. Take notes and, and that way you will have it to reflect on and to continue to read over. So we're going to get into the word of the Lord just in a minute here, but let's go before the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord to uh, help us tonight as we get into his word that there will be revelation, that there will be illumination, that There will be understanding for us in the Word of God like maybe we never had before. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go before the Lord. Let's pray for each other. Pray for our congregation. Those of us that are a part of this church, let's pray for one another. Because as you know, God has been guiding us to say he is about to do some amazing things. We know that he's always doing great and mighty things. But I believe that in this pandemic that we're in... As we begin to move forward in it, God is getting ready to do some even greater things to reach this world before his return. So he's preparing us individually and collectively that we are ready to be able to be used of him to do his will. And so I want you to pray for one another tonight that God will use us and prepare us individually and collectively to be used of him. If you're joining us tonight and you're not a part of our congregation, we welcome you and you're not exempt. God wants to use you in a special way. So we're going to pray for each other tonight that God will prepare us, help us to be prepared and be positioned that as he sees fit to work in us and through us in this last and final hour before he returns, that we will be ready to be used of him and we will allow him to use us as he sees fit. So let's pray for one another. I want to add one other thing as as we get into prayer. Um, We're reading a lot and we're hearing a lot about um, governors of different states opening up their states to get some business back up and running and get things moving a little bit um, um, back towards the new norm. And... um, and And some folks have been just chomping at the bit, just ready to get out. The weather is getting nicer and so I want to say to you, in all things that we do as children of God as Christians, in everything we do, let's pray before we do it Amen. we're not we're not we're not at the 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 the, the 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 beck and cry of the governors or the leaders of our world. While we will submit to the leadership and the authority of our world, we know who our ultimate king is and who gives us instruction ultimately for life, for eternal life. And so, in everything we do, let's make up in our mind that we're going to pray before we do it. Even if it's the day that you're supposed to go. Grocery shopping. We know we change up a little bit on how we do it. We might have our one time a week or one time every two weeks. We know what time we go during the day. Some go early morning. Some go midday. Some go right before. But we know these things that we begin to develop how we go out, you know, to go get the necessities. I want you to start praying, God, when do I go? What time do I go? And even when they lift some of um, the, the, the restrictions we have Still, No matter how much we've been told, you can now start doing this. Pray, God, should I do that? God, should I go there? And that's how you want to operate. So as we begin to teach tonight about the gifts of the Spirit, I believe this will help you to understand how we need to conduct our lives as individuals and as the body of Christ. Let's go before the Lord in prayer and ask his blessing or his guidance upon what we do tonight. Lord Jesus, we love you. We're grateful and thankful, Lord, for this great privilege to come together under the banner of the Lord Jesus Christ. We humbly, oh God, submit ourselves to you. We gratefully submit ourselves ourselves to you. We're thankful to submit ourselves to you tonight, Lord God. We ask that you will bind us. Every person, Lord God, that is tuned in to hear the word of God tonight, have come together, Lord, to just... To 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 connect with each other and to connect with you and hear from you and receive instructions and directions from you. Lord, I pray that you will help us tonight. That Lord, tonight's meeting, tonight's Bible study will make an eternal impact upon our life, Lord God. And as we go towards eternity, as we move forward in you, Lord God. Lord, you will begin to do some things, Lord God, that you had not done before. But Lord, we want to be prepared. We want to be ready. We just don't want to be a vessel, Lord God, and then be a castaway. But Lord, we want to be one that are in true relationship with you. One that will be used of you but certainly Lord God have a bona fide relationship with you and so tonight we come seeking a deeper relationship with you. Seeking your guidance Lord God. Seeking for your preparation from within that we are ready and prepared to be used by you Lord God. We want to be oh God what you want us to be in this end time. As you Lord God God, begin to move in this world in a special way and begin to reach our lost world and begin to strengthen your people, Lord God. Lord, we want to be a vital part of that. We want to be, Lord God, a part of that work that you are doing in the earth. And so, God, we ask that you will move upon us tonight in a special way, in a miraculous way. Let there be impartation, Lord God, of the gifts of the Spirit, Lord Jesus, that we can operate Lord God in whatsoever gift that pleases you to operate in us Lord God we pray and ask Lord God that you will fill us tonight with wisdom from above that Lord whatever we do we will only do as you guide us Lord we will only go as you guide us Lord and so tonight Lord I'm asking Lord that you bind us together in your spirit and you lead us by your spirit and you fill us with your word And you give us understanding of your word. Let there be revelation. Let there be illumination tonight, Lord God. That change certainly will take place in us to make us ready. We want to be a ready vessel that you may work through. We want to be a people, Lord God, that will shine brightly in this dark world, Almighty God. Help us, Lord Jesus. Prepare us to reach the lost in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray tonight our Bible study, Lord God, will certainly help us. But Lord, in the process of hearing your word, in the process of receiving from the Spirit tonight, we will also worship you. We will also bless your name. We will also thank you and adore you and honor you. Lord, bind us together. Help us tonight, Lord God. Will you speak to us tonight, Lord, like only you can? We give you the honor and the glory. We praise your name of God. Bless us tonight like, Lord God, and help us like only you can. We need you, oh God. We need you, O God. And tonight we look to you once again to touch us individually and collectively and speak to us, oh God. We love you, Lord Jesus. We give you the praise, Lord Jesus. For you alone are God. You alone are our King, our Master, our Ruler, and our Lord and our Savior. Jesus, there is none like you Thank you almighty God Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be the name of Jesus Oh we thank and praise you tonight For all these things we pray In the wonderful and matchless name Of Jesus Christ Can somebody say amen Can somebody clap your hands unto the Lord The Lord is good And he's worthy to be praised Clap your hands unto the Lord And thank him tonight Oh, hallelujah! Magnify the Lord with me and exalt his name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Thank you for praying along with me, praying with me. I believe God has helped us. Let's get into the word of the Lord. Remember, we've been talking about the spiritual gifts in the church, the spiritual gifts in the church. Two weeks ago, we talked about the church, so you would get some understanding, not taking the church for granted, and uh, we use that term loosely sometimes when we say church. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes we use the word church to associate with a building, and as we know, the church is an organism. It's, it's, it's those that have been born again, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Having the revelation of who Jesus is, that he's almighty God. Speak with the evidence of speaking tongues, which is the initial evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost. Living holy, living righteous. Those who have experienced the things that I'm talking about are the church. They have been called out. The Bible calls us the called out one, the ecclesia. Uh, and, And so we are the body of Christ. And so we are the church. And so we've been talking about the church. We talked about it a few weeks ago, and just just understanding that the church is a living organism, and we're just not uh, 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 we're not the the church is not a building. And so we we made that clear. And so we made it clear that nobody owns the church. Jesus Christ owns the church. He is the He is, He is the head of the church. And and so we know that the church is not owned by a man. The church is completely. The the, the body of Christ, and he is the head of the church. And so we talked about that two weeks ago. And then last week, we talked about how gifts are not rewards. You don't earn gifts. When you receive a gift, it's because someone gave you a gift, just because. And so we talked about last week that God has given men and women gifts throughout Bible and even today, God has given them gifts, and a lot of times we expect that people who receive the gifts of the Spirit that God has imparted to them, we expect them to be mature, understand every bit of the Word of God, and, and live in a life that is, is of a mature Christian life. But we went through Scripture last week to see, because you're operating in the gifts, of the spirit doesn't mean that you are a mature Christian. It just means that God gave you a gift, and you still need to grow up in the Word of God. And we, we, we talked about that everyone, no one should feel less than, or no one should believe that God can't use them because they're not, you know, this 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 real deep study of the Word, and they they're, they're you know they haven't been in the church a very long time. God imparts gifts to whomever He wants to impart gifts to, and it doesn't matter when you got in the church. So, we talked about that last week and so much more. This week, we're going to get into now talking about some of the gifts. We're going to talk about some of the gifts this evening so you will see how these gifts operate. So, let's get into the Word of God tonight and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 7 And we're going to just read From verse 7 to 10 Just to look at these texts And then get off and running Into what the Lord wants us to understand In verse number 7 The word of the Lord says But the manifestation of the spirit Is given to every man To profit withal." Mm-hmm. So you see that capital S right there It means the gift of the Holy Ghost Is given to every one of us That becomes saved Every one of us that will yield to God, every one of us that will submit to God, God will impart the gift of the Holy Spirit, capital S, to us because we need the gift of the Holy Spirit to help us to live in this body, this flesh, this world. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, we're going to have a hard time trying to make it. So God will impart His Spirit to those of us that, that yield to Him so He can help us. So we're given the Holy Ghost that we it can that the Spirit of God will help us to be profitable. Because on our own we can't really do anything. And so verse eight says, For to one is given by the spirit. So he's now the scripture is now telling you the, the gift that's being imparted, but it keeps saying given by the spirit, capital S. So, every gift that you will, uh, that God will work through you or in you, it's because of the Holy Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit is what causes us to operate in the gifts or the gift of the Spirit. Amen? So, it's the Holy Ghost that's working in the background where where we can see the gifts of the Spirit operating. So, here we go. So, verse 8 again, 4 to 1 is given by the Spirit, the Word of Wisdom. So the Holy Spirit will allow you to have the gift of Word of Wisdom. To another, Word of Knowledge by the same Spirit. Again, the Holy Ghost enables you to have those gifts. Verse 9. To another, Faith by the same Spirit. To another, the Gift of Healing by the same Spirit. To another, the Working of Miracles. To another, Prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues all of these gifts are enabled by the Holy Ghost so in order for these gifts to operate in us and through us it must be done by the Holy Ghost somebody say amen notice the key word there holy. (laughs) So if the Holy Ghost That must enable the gifts of the Spirit to operate in our life. It's important to have the Holy Ghost in your life. Somebody say amen. Amen. You need the Holy Ghost in your life because God has called us to the kingdom of God. God has allowed us to be a part of His body to be profitable. God didn't save us for us to be unprofitable. I remember the scripture that says, and He cast the unprofitable servant. In, 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 in outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth that word unprofitable is not a good word for anybody but especially as a Christian person that word unprofitable should never be a part of your life you need to be profitable in the things of God so the Holy Spirit is given to us that we can be profitable and that's how the gifts of the Spirit will work in our lives by the Holy Spirit again so we can be profitable let me read this story to you I found it very funny and interesting but it makes a whole lot of sense when we get to the core of it Johnny's mother took him to a ladies Bible study in a friend's home five year old Johnny was the only youngster there and he had a tough time getting interested in the discussions among the seven ladies He soon decided that it would be more fun to get himself a drink of water. Everything was fine until Johnny stepped back into the room with the glass of water in his hand. He tripped on a scattered rug lying across the doorway, falling and spilling the water on the carpet. His eyes welled up with tears, but quickly one of the women knelt beside him. Putting her arms around him, she said, Don't worry, Johnny. It's all right. We have all fallen down and spilled things. That's what she said. There's no need to cry, Johnny. Just as quickly, Johnny's mother darted out of the room, returning with a flash with a towel to sop up the water. At the same time, Johnny heard another woman's voice saying, Johnny? If you will try again, I believe you can bring a glass of water into this room without spilling it. But before he could respond, another said, No, stay right there. I will get you another glass of water. Then he heard someone say, Johnny, if you had lifted your foot just one inch higher, you wouldn't have tripped on that rug. Still, Another woman said, This room is too cluttered. That rug shouldn't be there at all. Only one person in the room had not spoken, but she had also something to say. I told you if he brought that water into this room, he would spill it. In Paul's letter to the Romans, he mentioned seven gifts. Some call them motivational gifts because they seem to be more impulsive that inspire our Christian service. Let's look at those gifts in Romans. Romans 12:6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exalteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. So those are some gifts also that is listed in Romans, which some are also listed in First Corinthians like we read earlier. But I read those to you for a reason. Get into it. As Paul did with the spiritual gifts in his first letter to the Corinthians, he used the analogy of the human body to explain how these gifts operate. The story I just read to you with little Johnny was there because it was meant to illustrate how people think, and act differently according to how they are used by God in the gifts of the Spirit. So that story I told you, you see, everyone had a different perspective. No one in that room had the same perspective. When Johnny spilled that water, everyone had something to say, but they said it from a different perspective. That's interesting. So let's look at this. People with differing gifts tend to respond to circumstances in ways that reflect their uniqueness of their gifts. I'm going to say that again, taking my time. Remember, write these things down. People with differing gifts tend to respond to circumstances in ways that reflect the uniqueness of their gifts or gift. So essentially what I'm telling you is This should help us to deal with one another a whole lot better. Because of the gift or gifts that God is operating in your life, you're going to see circumstances, situations out of those lenses. So you're going to respond to what's going on because of the gift that's in you. I say, I use my wife for example. She has the gift of ministry. You know what the gift of ministry is? It's serving, okay? So she don't mind serving. She don't mind working. She don't mind doing. And so every lens, she, everything she look at, she will look at it out of the lens of how something can get done. <laughs> she didn't even know that. I'm telling her that tonight. <laughs> everything, if, if I tell her anything or you and her having a discussion, watch and see moving forward. She better not try to cover up now. But watch and see moving forward. She's going to tell you something about something being done. That's going to usually be her response. Is something being done? Because her deal is ministry, is always doing something. That's why we see her running around the church, always doing something, cleaning somewhere. It's ministry. So, whatever her response to something is, it will always be about doing something. Somebody say amen. amen. And so. All of us are like that. So that's why we can't criticize one another. We can't give one another. Because the gifts that God is allowing to operate in our lives, that's what drives our response. That's what drives our conversations. That's what drives how we do things, how we see things. So now we need to stop and start being a little bit more patient with one another. And consider what each other are saying because they're speaking from the gifts or gifts that's operating in their life. Somebody say amen. amen. The woman who confronted, I'm sorry, the woman who comforted Johnny has the gift of showing mercy. See that? His mother, who is like my wife, his mother who went for the towel has the gift of ministry or serving. So if that would have happened with my wife being around, she would have been that lady. She she would have been the first one trying to clean up the water. Do you have something around here we can clean the water up? That was because that's how she sees things. How can we clean this up? Work, ministry. So Johnny's mother, she had the gift of ministry, okay? Now, let's go on. The person who said she thought he could make it if he tried again has the gift of exhortation or the gift of encouragement, exhortation encouragement, same thing but the one who went to get another glass of water has the gift of giving, so some people they like to give, it's just in them and we had some of those in our church and we thank God for these gifts that's operating in our church, the teacher is the one who told Johnny he should have lifted his foot one inch higher the clutter lady has the gift of leading or administration. When you have the gift of administration or leadership, you're always trying to, here we go, always trying to get a process in place so things will be streamlined, so things won't be cluttered and things won't be just, uh, cumbersome or, 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 or convoluted. You're always looking for a way to streamline it and make it work. That's the gift of administration or leadership. And the story wouldn't be as rich without the prophetess. The prophetess was the one who knew all along what would happen if Johnny came into the room with a glass of water in his hand. Somebody say amen. Amen. (laughs) What can we learn from Paul's list of gifts? First, we learn to recognize and celebrate the diversity of gifts in the body of Christ. And so we need to take a fresh look at each other and realize that all of us are gifted in different ways. Some of us could be in the same way. But understand that we need to celebrate our differences because it's the work of God and it's the will of God that we're different. God don't want the body to all all body parts to do the same thing. Can you imagine if all body parts that we have did the same thing? That would be crazy. So God has designed the church, which is his body, to have different giftings so we can work in harmony to help one another. Not, not have the same thing and be deficient in another area. So we need to celebrate each other's differences and not criticize each other's differences. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man, that's wonderful. That's outstanding when you can look at it from that perspective that we need to celebrate each other's differences realizing that God has said it so in the body. There is a reason you have your perspective on things and it's okay for someone else to have a different perspective or a different viewpoint. It's okay when somebody sees it differently. That's the way it's supposed to be. As long as we're praying and trusting God We will work in harmony It takes all of the gifts To understand the full picture And no one's viewpoint Is necessarily wrong So all of us can see it differently And it doesn't mean Any of us is wrong What do you mean preacher? You want want a good example of that? The gospels The gospels Mm -hmm. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John For different writers, all of them saw the same things, but guess what? They decide what they wanted to write, because if you go through the gospels, there are some things that's written in one gospel that's not written in the other, and there's there's something that's written in all the gospels, but it's explained or expressed differently, because for individuals with different gifts, are going to explain it in the way their gifts operate. Are they wrong? No, because the gospels harmonize and they are in, uh, in, in, in in order. So we can all see it differently and none of us be wrong. Somebody say amen. We, we, we can all see it differently and nobody be wrong. So it doesn't mean that because someone sees it differently that they are wrong. It just means they see it according to how the gifts of God work in their life. Why is diversity so difficult for some people? Why we feel like if people don't see it our way that we're just not comfortable with it? That we feel like everyone has to see things our way, and if they don't see it our way, we 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 we, we have a problem with it. I think some of that that will hurt us is when we, we, we don't expand ourselves and we, we, don't, we don't get to know different people. We don't interact with different people. We don't go different places. If you don't interact, if you don't try to learn new people, you will believe that everybody needs to see it your way. No, that's not the way it's supposed to go. We need to understand that people are going to see it different differently than you sometimes. And the way how you can become comfortable with that is when you interact with different people. You learn different backgrounds. You learn how people tick a little bit. Then you will realize, okay, they just see it differently than me. It doesn't that mean that they don't like me or we're not connecting. We can connect. We can, we, we can be like and we can see things differently. Amen. Now, let's talk about the nine spiritual gifts we read about in our opening text in 1 Corinthians 12, especially in verse 8 and 10. The story of the still water was illustrated the seven motivational gifts. Uh, it was used for discussion of the gifts. But let's get into uh, the other part of it and understand uh, about the other gifts. Understand this. Giftedness influences a person's perspective and equips him or her for specific function in the church the body of Christ. Let me say that again. Giftedness influences a person's perspectives and equips him or her for a specific function in church, the body of Christ. So why we have to celebrate one another's giftedness and, and difference in how we are, our diversity, Is because what you might not be able to do, I might be able to do. And as a body, it's beneficial as a body for everything to be done according to God's will. And what I can't do, someone else can do. And so we may not see eye to eye, but the way how they see things will help to handle that situation that I probably couldn't get resolved because I'm not gifted in that area. So we need to be thankful for our diversity in giftedness that God operated the body that way. To help recall the nine gifts of the spirit, we can arrange them in three, group, three groups of three. The spiritual gifts often operate together to accomplish God's purposes. For the body of Christ to accomplish his purposes, the spiritual gifts must be operate in harmony. So even though we are differently gifted, we still must operate for the one purpose, which is the purpose of Christ. This is why you always hear me say, no matter how we see things, we need to make sure that purpose is still to do God's will. So even though we're trying to organize and get things in order in the church of the living God, we must always realize that in all of this, what is God's will? Mm-hmm. And once we know that, then we won't fight with one another, and we'll understand why we're doing what we're doing, because we're all working for the one good, the one purpose, and that is to please Jesus Christ. Amen. So if we work in harmony, that will really do us well. Let's take a look at the nine spiritual gifts in First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse eight through ten. And and look at them. We're gonna put them in group. Groups of threes. The first group, the first group, group number one, the vocal gifts is what we're going to call group number one. So group number one is the vocal gifts. Those gifts are diverse kind of tongues, which is to speak different languages, the interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. The vocal gifts, diverse kind of tongues, the interpretation of tongues, And prophecy. Those are the gifts that we're going to talk about tonight. But there's other gifts. In group two, we will talk about the revelation gifts. What are the revelation gifts? The revelation gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. That's group two. Group three are the power gifts. Group three, the power gifts. What are the power gifts? Faith, the gifts of healing, and the gifts of working of miracles. Those are the power gifts. So we, we have classified them in three different groups. And tonight we're just going to deal with group one, which is the vocal gifts. Okay? So let's look at this. The gift of diverse kind of tongues. The gift of diverse kinds of tongues. Those who have received the gift of diverse kinds of tongues are enabled by the Holy Spirit to speak in languages they have never learned. So if you are operating in that gift of diverse kinds of tongues, then understand you're going to speak languages you never learned. Amen. This gift is not to be confused with the speaking with tongues that occurs as the initial sign of the baptism with the Holy Ghost. So before we move any further, just to clarify, the gift of the Spirit of diverse kind of tongues is not the same as receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit initially. And speaking in tongues they're different one is the ultimate gift which is Christ dwelling in you the other is the the, the, the the gift of the Holy Spirit enabling a gift to flow through you so don't don't get them confused understand the, the, the gifts of diverse kind of tongues is being operated by the Holy Ghost. So they're not the same kind of thing going on, even though it's still the Holy Ghost making it all go. But but when you are operating in the gift of diverse kind of tongues, you're speaking different languages. There are distinctions between the tongues in which a person speaks when baptized with the Holy Ghost and the gift of diverse kind of tongues, which is one of the spiritual gifts given to some believers subsequent to baptism with the Holy Ghost first of all the Holy Ghost baptism is for everyone somebody say everyone. everyone everyone that will be saved, everyone that will be born again, everyone that will become a part of the body of Christ, everyone that will will, will, will be the body of Christ will be the house of God everyone that become born again must have the Holy Ghost. You must have the Holy Ghost. I don't even want to get into scriptures that, that, that will tell you the, the absolute must to have the Holy Ghost. There's a scripture in Romans chapter 8 I don't, I don't remember if it's Romans chapter 8 verse 9, somewhere around here between 7 and 9, that it says, if someone has not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And so, we know that it is must, it is essential, it is a part of your salvation that you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Everyone's, everyone needs it. However, the gift of diverse kind of tongues is not for everyone. So it's not, it's not a must that everyone should have the gift of diverse kind of tongues. It's not for everyone. It's just the gift. And Christ decides who he wants to impart the gift of diverse kind of tongues to. However, he promised that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh to receive the Holy Ghost. So everyone needs the initial baptism of the Holy Ghost to be saved, but everyone will not have the gift of diverse kind of tongues to speak different languages that they never learned. Okay. Hope you got it. Come on. There are many people who confuse speaking in tongues with the initial sign of the Holy Ghost spirit baptism with the gift of... Of, of tongues in 1 Corinthians, but they're not the same. Speaking with tongues in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19 does not fit the divine order of 1 Corinthians 14 and 27. And so you have probably heard people heard people talk about the the gifts of diverse kind of tongues and and mix it up with the Holy Ghost and say, well you don't need the Holy Ghost. Come on. You must Have the Holy Ghost to get to heaven. Because always remember this. How will we rise from the earth to meet Jesus in the air without his spirit? You need his spirit to raise you up. It is the Holy Ghost that we must have to be risen from this ground to meet Christ in the air. So there is no debating. We must have the Holy Ghost. But we don't have to have Diverse kind of tongues. So when Paul was describing the gifts and in, and in chapter 14, when he's talking about he speaks in tongues more than all of us, but, but you must desire prophecy over, you know, um, tongues. He's talking about the gift. He's not talking about the initial baptism of the Holy Ghost that saves us. He's talking about diverse kinds of tongues that you can have or not have, but it doesn't matter because it's a gift that God decides who He wants to give it to or who He does not give it to. So don't confuse the two. All of us must have the Holy Ghost to be saved, but it's not it's it's not required that all of us have the gift of diverse kind of tongues. The gift of diverse kind of tongues is to operate by one person at a time in order. And there is to be an interpretation. So this is why people have confused us over the years in thinking that diverse kind of tongues is the same as the initial receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that's why they said, well, when you talk in tongues, you know, it's not profiting anybody. Yeah, that's the gifts of diverse kind of tongues. If you speak... In diverse kinds of tongues, which is different languages, and people cannot understand it, and there is no interpreter, then it doesn't profit you nothing. But again, it's a gift, and everyone will have different gifts, and that gift, you don't have to have to be saved. You don't have to have to go to heaven. I don't need diverse kinds of tongues in order to go to heaven, but I need the initial baptism of the Holy Ghost to get to heaven. Are you clear on that? In Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, all believers spoke with tongues at once and no one interpreted. So you see the difference. When in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost fell on them, they all were speaking with tongues and it wasn't out of order. So we can't criticize saying, well, why is everybody speaking in tongues in the church? Well, if everybody's speaking in tongues like the initial signs of the Holy Ghost, that's okay. But if everybody is speaking in tongues as Diverse kinds of tongues, that's out of order. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> the phrase diverse kind of tongues means different kinds of languages. 1 Corinthians 14 tells us that in order for the church to receive edification, the operation of this gift should be accompanied by the interpretation of tongues. Absolutely. The use of this gift without an interpretation will not profit the body of Christ The person who is used in this gift should pray that God would allow him or her to interpret. Messages in tongues should be given one at a time in order by two or three people. And each message should be interpreted. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever been used in the gifts of tongues? If you have, you will understand what I'm talking about. Can you describe, if you were used in the gift of tongues, can you describe what happened? How did you feel? When this gift began to operate, believers may experience unusual spiritual and physical sensations that alert them something is coming. Mm -hmm. They may become aware well before the time comes to give the message in tongues that a message is to be given. The Lord Jesus will allow for an appropriate opening so the service could be going and somehow God allowed this moment where it just goes silent and nothing is happening and that's God opening up the opportunity for this gift to operate for someone to give a message in tongues diverse kind of tongues so God will open up that opportunity for it to happen in a moment in the service the gift of the interpretation of tongues is the other gift. Let's talk about that. Those who have received the gift of interpretation of tongues are enabled by the Holy Ghost to explain <laughs> the meaning of words previously spoken in a language they had not learned. So you have one that's speaking a language that, that probably no one understands. Then you have this other person that's going to interpret what was spoken, and they never learned that language either. On. The wonderful work of God, I'm telling you. The gift of the interpretation of tongues is not a gift of translation. It's not translation, it's interpretation. Because you're speaking something you never learned, you're interpreting a language that was spoken that you never learned when you're operating in the gift of interpretation of tongues. There is a difference between interpretation and translation. This simple truth will help remove skepticism concerning the operation of this gift. Two people may interpret the same phrase in a different way, and yet both may communicate the same essential meaning. A message given in tongues may be quite long, and the interpretation relatively short, mm-hmm. or the reverse may be true. None of these discredits the True. Now, listen to this. You're going to like this because I believe there were times when God wanted to use people to to, to speak in tongues. And and to give a message in tongues and for it to be uh, interpreted. And I think because we are, you know, not comfortable with how we speak and, you know, our vocabulary, we bogged down and didn't allow the Holy Spirit to work through us. So check this out vocabulary and one's customary way of speaking will influence the person with this gift. So, depending on your vocabulary and depending on your customary way of speaking, Mm -hmm. that will have a great impact on how you interpret something that was given in tongues, a message that was given in tongues. The Holy Spirit will not override a person's vocabulary to give words a person has never learned. So God is so good, isn't he? He's never going to embarrass you that kind of way. So he's not going to try to get you to say some big word that you never learned before. He's going to use you to speak as you are accustomed to. He's going to use, allow you to use vocabulary that you can use. So it's not going to be something where he puts you on the spot where you can't get the word out when he's working his gifts through you. So don't get concerned if you're hearing somebody, if God is using you or trying to work through you to, to give a message in tongues or to interpret to, to interpret a message that was given in tongues, you got to let him have his way because the bottom line is he won't embarrass you. He won't override you. He's going to use your vocabulary that you are familiar with. He's going to use uh, uh, your way of speaking that you are familiar with and have you speak that way. He's not going to have you sound like something that you can't uh, uh, express because he needs you to express what he wants to get out. The interpretation will be accommodated to the person through whom it will be delivered. Some may interpret in a matter-of-fact way. Others may be quite emotional because they're emotionally involved in the interpretation. Some people will use English similar to that of the King James Version for this is the language which they are accustomed to or accustomed to associate the voice of God with. I laughed when I, when I, when I got into that because I realized I like to read the King James Version Bible all the time. Very seldom you'll see me touch the NIV and other versions. I just love the King James Version. And I got so accustomed to it that I want to read it all the time. So if God ever works in my life to, to, to work um, the, the, the gifts of um, interpretation of tongues, I'm sure it might come out in the King James Version because that's what I study the most. So that's just an example there. There is nothing wrong with the voice that you have. Somebody say amen. amen. God can use the voice that you have. In 1 Corinthians 14, offers, it offers insight into the operation of this gift, the gift of diverse kind of tongues coupled with the interpretation of tongues is equivalent to prophecy in its value for edification. All of these things are to edify the body of Christ. The aim of interpretation of tongues is the edification of the church, the body of Christ. So all of these gifts that as God worked them in us and through us, it's for the edification of the church. Some who have this gift will be given only an introductory phase or phrase. I'm sorry, and they will launch out in faith. Another may hear words or see them as if on a screen. Another may have a general thought that he or she uh, uh, he or she close with words of his own choosing. Close with his words of his own choosing. Still, others may see a vision or a mental picture and relate what is seen. So how you're going to give your interpretation, it could just be um, words running through like it's running across you. Or you just begin to receive impressions of just thoughts just flowing into your mind, thoughts just flowing into your mind. Or you might operate in the gift of faith where as you begin to speak, the words just keep coming to you and you just keep speaking. So those are different ways how the the, the interpretation of tongues will work in your life if you allow God to use you. So we've talked about diverse kind of tongues. We've talked about interpretation of tongues. Now we're going to talk about the third one, which is the final one we'll discuss tonight and then next week we'll pick back up. The third one in the first group of three is the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy. While the disciples were gathered in Antioch discussing the present issues facing the church, grave news was predicted by one of the prophets in attendance. Agabus stood before the brethren and began to prophesy a coming famine that would affect a large population, including many in the church. Acts tells us this famine did take place during the reign of Claudius. The visit of Agabus to Antioch took place in the winter of AD 43 through 44 and was the means of urging the folks at Antioch, the Christians at Antioch, to send relief to the brethren in Judea by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Though the gift of prophecy in this passage takes the form of prediction, the prophet's key function was to reveal moral and spiritual truth to foretell rather than to foretell. But the interpretation of God's message sometimes took the form of predicting events. Not everyone used in this gift of prophecy is a prophet. I can tell you that for sure because God has used me to prophesy some things and I don't consider myself a prophet. So not everyone that is used in the gift of prophecy is a prophet. So because God allowed you to prophesy some things don't mean you're a prophet. It just means that's the way he used you. Now, I can go the other way also and say God probably using you as a prophet and you have not recognized it because you have not been mature spiritually. So you might eventually walk in that gift of being a prophet continuously. So just hold on to that. Keep on growing in Christ to see what God will do in your life. A prophet is a person who is a gift to the church. Remember Ephesians 4 um, talking about um, um, the different gifts for the edifying of the body of Christ. The gift of prophecy is given to various believers who may or may not be prophets in order to edify, exhort, or comfort others. As with the gifts of diverse kind of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues, 1 Corinthians 14 offer important insight on the gift of prophecy. So I'm going to run through some things how the gift of prophecy can operate. Prophecy is to especially be desired. So all of these gifts that we're talking about, remember last week we say, pray and ask God what gift would be right for you That he can work through you It might be a gift that you feel like It's already in your life And you want God to begin to work in you Then pray and ask God But desire the gifts of the spirit To operate in your life You don't have to let nobody make you feel bad And thinking who do you think you are Please we're beyond that people And so no matter who you are No matter where you are in God If you love God If you're striving to know him If you want to serve him You pray and ask him God Help me to understand what gift you want to operate in my life because I desire to serve you. I desire to do your will. I desire to please you. So help me to understand which gift I need to have operate through me. It's nothing wrong with that. Don't make anybody make you feel that you should not do that. You should do that because it's a good thing to desire to serve the Lord. Somebody say amen. Amen. Prophecy is for edification, strengthening, and building up exhortation and encouragement and comfort of people prophecy edifies not only individuals but also the church prophecy is a greater gift than either diverse kind of tongues or interpretation of tongues alone prophecy profits those to whom it is ministered prophecy can reveal the secrets of the heart one prophecy at a time is to be given The gift of prophecy will often begin to work in an individual as he or she receives impressions, thoughts, or words into the mind. A person may see the words or a mental picture that can be described. Some receive the entire prophecy in advance, but it seems more common to receive only the leading portion of it. As a believer allows faith to lead him or her to deliver what he or she has received, more of the message comes to him or her until it is completed. One of the things I've learned about God, until you obey the first thing, he will not do the second thing. He will not. And sometimes God is just waiting to work the gifts or gift in your life, but you must first obey the first thing he told you. So don't be afraid to speak what God says you need to speak. Speak it with love. Speak it how the Holy Ghost allow you to speak it. But just speak what God put into your heart to speak because you don't know what it's for. You don't know what it's going to do. And you don't want to hinder the work of God from being done. I remember one time, a couple of years ago, me and Brother White was down in Louisiana. And... We were just hanging out, and one of the speakers that night was staying in our hotel room. And he's not a regular speaker. You know who he is if I call his name. He's not a regular speaker at BOTT, but that year they wanted to hear a lot about the things that he had to say, so they brought him up. And so I saw him in the hotel lobby, and, he, you know, we know each other just to say hello. And he said hello to me, and he says, boy, I, I, I don't know about tonight. I feel nervous. And all of a sudden, the spirit of prophecy rolled up on me, and I told him, and I told him with boldness he's more an elder to me and I, but I told him with boldness because the Holy Ghost had took, taken a hold of me I said my brother I want you to just let God have his way speak with authority and boldness for you will speak tonight and the Holy Ghost is going to move in the congregation in a powerful way and when I said it his countenance changed and I remember that night when he spoke at BOTT, the place was on fire Ain't got nothing to do with me It's just that one moment there that happened I obeyed God And so in in different pockets God will tell me things to say And I will say it And so over the years He has continued to give me things to say Because when he give it to me I speak them And so should you. When God gives you something, speak it. And even if you make a mistake, you go to God and say, Oh God, how did I make this mistake? Help me to know when it's you and when it's me. Because I don't want to make a mistake. But don't you back down. Speak what God put into your heart to speak. Because you don't know how much it will benefit and profit people or a body of congregation. And so I close. The following story from... The life of Billy Cole and Shirley Cole demonstrates the miraculous way vocal gifts may work. So we're going to close the Billy Cole story. You know I love Billy Cole. The following are the words of Billy Cole. So what I'm getting ready to read to you as we close tonight is the words of Billy Cole. As we know, Billy Cole, for those of you that don't know, was a missionary to Thailand. I still believe today, I could be wrong, but just from what I know, I still believe Billy Cole has seen more people filled with the Holy Ghost than any man in this world or any man in the Bible. (laughs) I know that's a big statement, but I stand firmly on that until I know differently. Billy Cole may have seen more people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost than any man that's in the Bible or any man alive today or any man dead, but Billy Cole saw many people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, so he told this story. I was determined to get an answer from God no matter how long it took. During that intense time of seeking God in prayer, I eventually grew very weary. I lay down on the floor and asked my wife to come and lay her hands on me and pray. I told her to not lift up her hand away from me until I received strength and rest. When she laid her hands on me, she began speaking in tongues very powerfully. When she finished, I asked her, Do you have the interpretation of what you just said? She asked, what are you talking about? I said, well, I was talking about tongues and interpretation of tongues. She said, I was speaking in English. I told her, no, you were not. What did you say? She had understood so perfectly what she was saying that she thought she had been speaking in English. So get this. She laid hands on her husband, and she began to pray. But as she began to pray, the power of the Holy Ghost just overtook her. And she started praying in an authoritative way in tongues. In tongues. But as she was praying in tongues... For Billy, called to hear the tongues, he's hearing tongues. But she was praying in tongues, and God was allowing her to interpret it at the same time. So to her, it was English. To Billy, it was tongues. And she praying, and she praying, and he hearing tongues, and she hearing English. That's a powerful thing, right there. She had spoken words. She had spoken word for word four scriptures. We made note of them in my Bible, and we still have it today. They were verses that encouraged us that God was going to help us. So here is what she spoke in tongues as far as what Billy Cole heard, but here is what she knew she was saying, and she didn't think she was speaking in tongues, because God allowed her to understand what she was saying even though it was tongues man, man, God is powerful one of the verse was this other sheep I have which are not of this fold them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd John 10 and 6 she quoted it in tongues, But to her, she heard it in English. You'll find out how powerful it is in a second. Another was, another scripture. For he shall give his angel charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Psalm 91, 11 and 12. At that time, the Lord spoke to me and said, I give you power over the prince of the nation of Thailand. I have no idea what that meant at the time. But immediately after that, we got a breakthrough. The Thai people started receiving the Holy Ghost like crazy. So what it was was Billy Cole was called to go to Thailand. And he was over in Thailand trying to pray for people to get saved. Praying for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But nothing was happening. And so he got frustrated. He went to God and cried out to God. Praying. And told his wife, lay hands on me. And pray for me till something happens. Till I get some rest. till, Till God speaks to me. And she laid hands and God spoke to them. But God spoke to them through his wife praying in tongues. But to her it was English. And God told Billy Cole and his wife. I have sheep that are not yet of this fold. Every time I see that scripture, I smile. Because we have to realize, people, that God is raising up some armies all across our world that we don't know about. We keep thinking about our little circles that we travel in. We keep thinking about the churches that we know. But God is reaching people in regions and and territories and places that we don't know about yet, but God is going to reach them. God is sending people and sending His words in places that the Word of God has never gone. And so God is reaching people. And so when Billy Cole was frustrated and couldn't get the breakthrough, God told him there are people that is not yet of this fold but they will become a part of the fold and when Billy Cole got that word from God, he went out in Thailand with the gift of faith and he began to pray and begin to prophesy and millions of people have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Thailand this man had traveled all over the world praying for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and God proved to be true everywhere he went because he prayed and calling the name of the Lord and people was receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost all across the nations where he would go because God told him I have people who are not yet of the fold but they will be and I will be their shepherd God is amazing God is a miraculous God and so we got to realize he is the one that caused the gifts of the spirit to operate but it's to edify the body it's to build us up, it's to encourage us it's to help us to accomplish his will and so as much as you hear me talk about the gifts, it's not for us to say I'm a this, I'm a that I got this gift and that gift, I'm talking about it so you can allow God to work in your life, so you can allow God to use you to continue his work in the earth that's why we want the gifts to flow through us. That's why we give ourselves to God and say, God, work in me, because we want the gifts of the Spirit to flow so the body of Christ can be edified, so people's life can be changed. The only thing that's going to change our world is the power of God, is the Spirit of God. We're out here politicking and doing all this stuff and saying how people are wrong and, you know, black lives matter and all of this matter. Church, I'm here to tell you, don't get involved in politics. Don't get involved in all the protests. Get involved in helping people know who Jesus is. Because only when people know who Jesus is, only when people are changed by the power of God, only when people are delivered by the blood of Jesus Christ, will they see differently. Will their heart be different. And so it's our responsibility as the body of Christ to carry a word of God, to speak the word of God, God, to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, so people will know who He is, so people's lives can be changed, and we won't kill one another, and we won't have hatred towards one another, and we will love one another. It's only by the power of God, it's only by the Word of God will we see changes. I want us to understand that if we desire the gifts of the Spirit, if we desire to be used of God, God will use us to help change this world on our by the words we speak, by the love that we show, God can use us to change our surrounding, nation by nation, city by city, neighborhood by neighborhood. God can use us. It's God that will use us, not our politicians. It's God that will change things. Somebody give the Lord a hand up of praise. It's the power of God that will make the difference, not anything else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah! We praise your name, O oh God, there is none like you. Oh bless the Lord, O oh my soul and all that's within me. Bless your holy name, bless your holy name, bless your holy name. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. the Lord, he is our God. The Lord. He is our God. We must trust Him church. We, may, we must trust the Lord. We we need to seek Him. And allow Him to work in our lives. We're going to make greater impact. By allowing God to work in us. We're going to make a, a real impact in this world. By allowing God to work in us. By allowing Him to impart His gifts in our lives. So these gifts can move people and help them to grow and to know the holy and mighty God. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody love the Lord right now. Somebody appreciate the Lord. Thank him right now. God is great and greatly to be praised. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. We bless your name. We bless your name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Church, desire the things of God. Desire the things of God. Desire the things of God. Then submit yourself to God and cry out to him for his will to be done in you and through you and we will make a difference in our world. Amen. Remember what I told you at the outset. Pray to God for wisdom for everything you do and for every place you will go. Don't let anybody tell you where to go, when to go. You let God tell you where to go and when to go. That's your best bet. And so we need to trust God for everything that is transpiring in our world today. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, our time has come to an end, and we're going to end our Bible study tonight. I appreciate all of you that have tuned in. Appreciate all of you that have put in the effort to... Get into the scriptures to dig deep. As I said tonight that sometimes you have to sit and just kind of let the word wash over you and sit and try to learn the word of God. We can't make the word of God every time we come together make it a, a, a an emotional thing. It, it, it has to be times where we become students and trust the Lord to minister to us. And so I pray that you receive something tonight. That has helped you, I pray that you have received something tonight that will encourage you. I pray that you will receive something you have received something tonight that you can go and apply in your life. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you so very much for tuning in let 's pray one more time before we dismiss tonight and don't forget we have our um, corporate prayer Saturday at six thirty and um, we have our Sunday morning. Uh, Worship. We have Sunday school at 9.30. If you did not get the link for our Zoom Sunday school, adult Sunday school class, you need to get the link for our adult Sunday school class. We're doing it by Zoom. Please get the link. Uh, Reach out to us and we'll send you the link that you can um, tune in Sunday morning at 9.30 for the adult Sunday school class, and we start our worship service at 10.30 a.m., and join us for prayer this Saturday, afternoon, Saturday evening at 6.30 for prayer. Love you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for bringing us together one more time and for speaking to our hearts. We give you honor and praise tonight, Lord, and we thank you for just knowing just what we need all the time. Father, I pray that the word that have gone forth, Lord God, it will accomplish your will in our life. And I pray for each and every person that have Tune in tonight, Lord God, that you will help them to grow in you, and Lord, that you'll work the gifts of the Spirit in their life, Lord God, that they will help to make the body more profitable. We love you, Jesus, and we pray that you'll continue to work in our lives and allow us to be a shining light wherever we go. Bless our families, keep our families. Lord, help us to grow together in you. Help us, oh God, to have a passion and a burden to reach the lost, they have a love to reach the lost and to love you deeper than anything else or anyone else that we love. We thank and praise you for being our God, our King, and our Lord, Lord Jesus. Tonight we ask these things in Jesus' name, Amen. Somebody say Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're so glad that you were able to join us tonight. Enjoy your night. Have a good evening. Love you and talk to you Saturday evening at six thirty for corporate prayer. God.